0: Lord, praise this place. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord, somebody. One more time, give the Lord a hand of praise in this house today. Hallelujah. We are thankful for the presence of the Lord that is in this place. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What an honor it is to be with you this morning, presence of the Lord. What an honor it is to be home today. Amen. I'm so glad to be home today. Amen? Amen. Let's get right into the word if you can. Let's turn our Bibles, we're going to the book of Corinthians this morning, and uh, I'm thankful for the presence of God, that I feel today, I believe the Lord is up to something, don't you? Yes, amen. amen. Corinthians, we're going to the book of Corinthians today, First Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 14, I'm just going to read one uh, scripture verse for you this morning, Amen. that's the basis of our message. First Corinthians chapter six verse fourteen, if you found it, shout Amen. Amen. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Can we read that one more time just to make the devil mad even Lord? he is? And God has both raised up the Lord, and he will also raise us up by his. Our own power. We're going to blast to show of this morning. Give the Lord a shout of praise on his face. Wrestling with the Lord, I have wrestled for two days over the message this morning, wanting God's complete will—not nothing that I want to do, nothing that I want to say—and I tossed and turned all night last night, just wrestling in my mind of what direction the Lord would want to go, and 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 in my own self, I I I thought, God, it's Pentecost Sunday. And, and just give me a Pentecostal message. Amen. But how many knows God knows what he's doing? Amen.
1: So I wrestle
0: and toss and turn. I don't know who the Lord has sent me to talk to today. I don't know who the Lord has sent me to minister to today. But God has given me this word for somebody in this tabernacle. And I'm believing that before this service is over, that the resurrection power of Jesus is going to quicken us again. Somebody shout, amen. We are in a supernatural season. God indeed is pouring out the Spirit. Joel declared it in Joel 2, and Peter preached it in Acts chapter 2. Let me ask you a question. What has God personally spoken to you? What has God, amen, calls you to dream about? What visions have been before your eyes? I believe there is an acceleration. I woke up this morning, and the Lord began to deal with me, and He said, I am causing an acceleration and a release from heaven in this hour like never before. This is the time for these things to be fulfilled. And I was in the back, I had to to run to the restroom, and I was in the back as the Spirit of the Lord began to speak, and I stood there in reverence. And I'm reminded of what the Lord said. He said, if I have spoken it, I will see it come to pass. Hallelujah. I've come to tell somebody that when God speaks, He means what He says. And He says what He means. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my words be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. It shall prosper in the pain whereto I it. God begins to talk to them through the prophet and say... Amen. So shall this matter, this arrangement that I speak, it will not retreat or be broken. It will not come back without a cause, but it will accomplish. It will do. It will break out. It will push in the thing to where I sent it. The Bible tells us, I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him, amen, until the glory of God by us. All the promises are yea, which means affirmation, and all the promises are amen, which means affirm and to assurance. Amen. His promises are sure. His promises are firm. His promises are affirmation. He is not a God that cannot lie. We have a son of man that he can repent. If God takes the time to speak a personal word over us in our private time and in our corporate worship, you can mark it down that the God that we serve will see it come to pass. Hallelujah. But we've got to understand that God's timing is not ours. Mm -hmm. Psalms 31 and 15. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies and from them that prosecute or persecute me. The time or the season or the duration, David said, is in your hands. Peter tells us in 2 Peter 3 and 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. Amen. We are always in a hurry. On, yes, I don't know about you, but I'm always, I'm always spazzing. I'm always in a hurry. My blessed spouse who is not here because she's out a graduation is not in a hurry. <laughs> and she's probably going to watch, but I'll survive. <laughs> I'm always in a hurry, always trying to make a deadline, always trying to get there. Her, she's not. But what I understand is that they that wait upon the Lord... Shall renew their strength. And it's a society where everything is instant. I tease because you know, growing up, you never percolators. You used to percolate coffee, which means a good cup of coffee. You had to wait for it. Now you put a pot in a machine and you get it in two seconds. That's it. Come on. Amen. We don't even wait on Amazon packages anymore. We don't. Yeah. Praise God. Same day, right there. We don't wait on Amazon, we don't even wait on food anymore, we don't wait on anybody. Patience is not my strongest virtue, (laughs) nor do I pray for patience. (laughs) But in the time that I need patience, he will supply my every need according to his riches and glory. But what I understand is sometimes good things are worth waiting on. Amen. Pastor already mentioned, amen, my grandmother. My grandmother was a country cook, which means some of the things that my grandmother prepared took time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time at her house growing up. She practically raised my brothers and I, and we spent a lot of time there. And, amen. As well as Haley and can testify that everything that my grandmother cooked was good, but sometimes we were impatient. Yeah. But uh, come on. Amen. And I hope she don't mind, but Haley was always the first one in line at family dinners. Still is. Still is. She is the baby grandchild amen, of my generation, and she takes advantage of that, and there's nothing wrong with it. But we would always sit at my grandmother's house, the house that she had on Matthew's. You you went in and there was a living room and then you went up a step and there was a kitchen. And I would pace in front of that step because I smelled the aroma that was coming from the kitchen. And I would oftentimes tell her, I called her mama, I said, mama, when are we going to get to eat? When are we going to get to eat that smells good? She said, it's not done yet. And I would sneak in trying to get a bite of it and she'd slap my hand and say, it's not done yet. But what I realized, amen, Sister Joanne, is when it was ready, and I sat down at the table, and she began to dish out, amen, that meal, and I took the first pipe, it was worth waiting on. And sometimes God doesn't do things instantaneously. And sometimes God doesn't do things in a hurry. And sometimes God doesn't do things quickly. But sometimes you got to go through some stuff. Sometimes you got to wait on some stuff. But the wait is worth it when heaven begins to open up and God begins to move. And God begins to work. Do you remember in John chapter 11, the Bible said Lazarus was dead. And the Bible tells us that he looked and then it said, he's not dead, he just sleep. And the Bible says that they sent a message to Jesus to come pray for him. The Bible Says that as Lazarus, a man dying, Jesus delayed his coming for four days. There is speculation as to why he did that. There are customs as to why he did that. But that's not what we're going to preach on this afternoon. But he delayed his coming for four days. And all of a sudden, when Martha saw Jesus coming, she ran to him and said, Master, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. And he said to her, do you believe that he will rise again? John amen, 11, 25 and 26. If Amen, we'll pull that up there. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. I'm looking for somebody that knows him as resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall. Shall he live? Hallelujah. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Yeah. Martha said, I do believe that he'll raise again. Jesus said in my terminology, you're looking at resurrection. The word resurrection in Hebrew means recovery. It means to stand up. What Jesus was saying, I am the recovery. I am the reason you can stand up. Resurrection power is in this place today. So as I lay that foundation, I want to get to the meat of where I want to go. God began to deal with me. And he said, my people get discouraged and the enemy convinces them that they will never receive what I promised them. Anybody else been there? Been there. And what happens is, The enemy first will try to convince us we're not worthy. Then he'll try to convince us that God made a mistake. Mm. And then he'll try to convince us that, amen, it's never going to happen. (laughs) And we wait and we struggle and we go through the battle and we go through the storm and everybody else gets blessed. And we're still in the season and we don't see anything moving and we don't see anything working. And what we try to do is we try, amen, to hold on with everything that we've got. But all of a sudden, the enemy will allow us to start burying what God said he was going to do. With every struggle, there comes a little more dirt. Listen, I'm preaching to myself. With every struggle, there comes a little bit more dirt. Because once it's completely buried, out of sight, out of mind. And we tend to forget what God said He was going to do. Because what we focus more on is what it looks like now. What it looks like now. Two weeks ago, I feel like sharing this. The Lord prompted me to share this while I was sitting here. Two weeks ago, on a Saturday night, I was preaching underneath a tent in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Jeremiah preached Friday night, and then I came in the next night to preach. And during the altar service, I just felt the Lord drawing. And during the altar service, I just felt God moving, amen, among the people. And, And all of a sudden, there was a gentleman there who I had known. Amen. I've been going to this church since Jeremiah was two weeks old. Amen. Or two months old, excuse me. It was in February when I first went, and Jeremiah was two months old. And there always was a gentleman that came to that church, Sister Kelly, who was a backslidden minister. And for 18 years almost, his family would pray for him that God would save him and bring him back. He would come to church. He would sit in the back. He would listen to the message. I would walk out the door when I was there. He would say, how are you doing, Reverend? And I said, I'm doing fine. Good to see you. And that was about the extent of it. But they were believing and asking for God to deliver him and set him free. Amen. And Saturday night, the fire of God came down into that tabernacle. He has a, 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 a grandson Amen. And his grandson was laying on his lap. And the Spirit of the Lord prompted that little boy. And he looked up and he said, Papa, he said, will you go to the altar with me? Papa, will you go pray? And all of a sudden the conviction power of God hit that man at 18 years that they waited for him to come to the altar. It hit I, I told his family, I said, God's going to restore it, and I believe he can preach the gospel again. That's the kind of God I serve. Uh huh. And I'm not going to keep you all came with me, just a simple message. But the Lord began to speak to me, and he said, what happens is, the enemy buries it, and then we forget, and then it becomes just a memorial. What, what do you mean? It becomes, well, maybe it would happen, yes. You know how many memorials I have in my spirit? <coughs> uh-huh. Oh, help me today. Come on. Help me today. Come God. on. Yes. Bless him, Lord. Bless me. Many probably don't know the whole story. But the Lord promised me that he was going to help me. I battled intensively with fear when it came to driving. Bad, bad, bad. The pastor tried to be my driving instructor for a split second. He realized that was not his calling. (laughs) Most people at 16 years old or 17 years old i got to take Jeremiah Tuesday to get his Pray For Me Saints. <laughs> but most people are running to the DMV, not me. I was in my late 30s before I got my driver's license. And the Lord promised me, I was young, I was in my early 20s. I was in Springfield listening to an evangelist, Sister Lou Webb. And the Lord promised me in my early 20s, that he was going to help me get my driver's license. And that he was going to help me. Amen. And he would provide me a vehicle to go and do what God had called me to do. I was in my early 20s when God spoke that to me. Do you know how many times in my life that the enemy convinced me? And thank God. Can I, can I just say thank God for a helpmate that never one time complained? Come on. Not one time. Not one time. And where she could not go, which is very few, God always brought somebody that would stand in and go with me so I didn't have to go by myself and take me where I needed to go. And I remember when I said to myself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get my driver's license. I'm going to do it. I need to. I need to do this. I'm going to do it. And, it. and it's like, no, no. You're not going to do it. You're never going to do it. You're never, you're never going to do it. It's never going to happen. And I buried that promise. Mm-hmm. And then I made up my mind. I said, "You know what? It's either now or never. That's it. The opportunity is now, or I'm never going to take it. That's it. Come on. And I said, I might as well just jump on and let God help me. Come on the bandwagon. Well, guess what? I drove myself to church this morning. <laughs> My driver's license for almost again, for four years Woo, yeah. that I've had my driver's license. Amen. Yeah, yeah. I'm venturing out more. 270 still. Amen. <laughs> I have to pray and plead the blood. Did you're in the city, you got to pray and plead the blood. I'm venturing out more. Amen. Instead of just here, I'm binging out more. But I'm telling you that was a promise that I buried and said it would never happen. And I thought that I, amen, would just be a person that just had my spouse take me wherever I needed to go. And she did not complain. But I realized that God was faithful and that He was going to do it. And I remember and I practiced maneuverability with everything that I had. The last time have to help me with this trying to judge you can ask amen April and Shelby were my instructors God help them hallelujah you can ask her the the the, the day before we went to go get them, amen it just clicked the Holy Ghost hit me and it clicked I went in and I came out went in and I came out see that's what God This. I remember when we, amen, were expecting Jeremiah. We didn't know, amen, that Jeremiah was a boy. Amen. We were expecting him. And we were ready to go to ultrasound to get, amen, the steps of our baby. And I remember praying that morning. And the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And he said, It's going to be a son. And he's going to follow after your footsteps. And he's going to follow after. Amen. My grandmother was there. My mom was there. My mother-in-law was there. And that nurse technician said, do you want to know what it is? I said, sure. She said, it's a boy. I said, I know. (laughs) She said, did you see? And I said, no, I knew. She said, how did you know? I said, the Lord told me this morning. She said, you could have told me. (laughs) It would have saved us $200. We were in our early 20s. Amen. We were young. It's when you scrap to get through. Hallelujah. And said, could've, "You could have saved me, Amen." Two hundred dollars, but the Lord spoke to me. I remember when we were in Metamora, Indiana, preaching a revival. Amen. Jeremiah was fifteen years old, and he came to me after service at the bed and breakfast that we were staying at. And he said, "Dad, did you use me in your message because you felt like doing it, or because God told you?" And I said, "God told me." He said, "I know He did." He said, "Because the Lord told me tonight that I'm called to preach the gospel." So, and I sat my Friday night, and I watched my 17 soon-to-be 18-year-old son stand behind the podium and declare the Lord. Come on. Yes, come on. You mean you can speak revival? Yes. Ah, we're going to go there. The Bible begins to tell us in Romans 8, chapter chapter 8, verse 11. But if the same spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Come on. Well, I guess this is a Pentecostal message. Come <laughs> on. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. Resurrection. Recovery. Here's what the Lord spoke to me so plain. This is what he said. He said, whatever the enemy has buried, speak revival to. Come on. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever the enemy has buried, seek revival to it. Amen. Say in the name of Jesus, you shall live and not die. In the name of Jesus. My son is coming home. In the name of Jesus, my daughter is coming home. In the name of Jesus, my spouse is coming to the house of God. In the name of Jesus, my body is going to be healed. In the name of Jesus, my finances are going to be blessed. In the name of Jesus, this church is going to be. But I'm here to tell you that there's life amen. coming back to the promises of God. Jesus is coming but before he does sister Mandy life is coming back to every promise that ever you say that my spouse needs to come in and get saved but he's a man heathenistic he's more heathen than he is a help now He's hateful and miserable. That means he's just about ready to cross the threshold. Amen. Amen. Same with the spouse. Amen. And wife. Same with children. Grandchildren. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Same with family members. I pray in the name of Jesus all of us that are in this place today. And we get baptized with Holy Ghost and fire. That when we gather with our families this weekend to celebrate Memorial Day, that the fire of the Holy Ghost is so strong on us that it makes them want to turn around and come back to the Lord. That it stirs up every vision, every dream, every gift, everything that God said in the name of Jesus. On this Pentecost Sunday, as we've laid our sacrifice on the altar, we're believing that the fire is going to fall. And we speak resurrection and we speak life to every promise that God has spoken to us. Hallelujah. I wasn't here last Sunday, because I was there, but I got up this morning, and I got on the new app, if you have to download it, download it, and I got on the new app, and I had a busy week, and typically when I'm not here, I try to catch what pastor preached so I can just be blessed as well, and I got up this morning, and I looked, and I, I seen the pastor preach your promise is talking to you. Mm-hmm. i only listened to probably about maybe 25 minutes of that i didn't get the whole thing but what i do believe is god's trying to say something that's it come on god's trying to say something and what's going to happen god's going to bring resurrection come to on all of that and when god brings resurrection to all of that it's going to be assigned to the belief to the world and also assigned to the believer that he is able. Amen? Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, resurrection's coming to your house. <laughs> Resurrection. This same breath, this same air, this same spirit that occupies, that resides, is going to vitalize you. So if you come this morning and you're discouraged, I pray God encourages you today. You came today and you've struggled and you've been through a storm. I pray that God gives you peace in the middle of your storm today. Amen. You came today and you say, God, I'm hanging on by a thread with every promise that you've spoken. I pray today. Come get Can I tell you? People. People. Help me, Jesus. People can promise, and they can't always fulfill. That's it. Come on. People don't always get it right. I don't always get it right. You don't always get it right. It's just the way that it is. And we, amen. But what I do know is God never fails, and His word never lies. And I pray today that His word, that is living and breathing today. That his word will minister Mm -hmm. and bring resurrection and life. Amen? Amen. And that I can hold on to his word when I can't even hold on to my own word. When I can't even hold on to my own thoughts, my own opinion. That's why I'm so glad that it's not about me, but it's about him. And he keeps me in check. And I'm not telling you something that I'm not right where you are. There are some things, there are some visions, there are some dreams that the Lord has given to me personally that I believe that God's wanting to fulfill before the coming of the Lord. And I see a glimpse of hope sometimes that I'm etching closer to that. But then when it doesn't happen in the magnitude or the volume, or the quickness that I think it should, and that's the problem, I think it should, it's easy to get discouraged and start backing up and saying, maybe, maybe this isn't it. Maybe I I didn't hear you right. Maybe this is not the way that it's supposed to be. But I've come to speak resurrection and say in the name of Jesus, Every promise is going to live. Amen. Amen. Every promise. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can speak over my life, but you've got the power to speak over your life. And what I'm praying is that the resurrection power that is in this place today, that a man will just equip you, quicken you, to where you begin to prophesy over yourself. Well, I'm not a prophet. Well, you're going to be. Mm-hmm. What does prophesying mean? It means you're just speaking the word. Amen. Start speaking the word over your promise. Amen. It's going to come to pass. They're going to be saved. They're going to be delivered. They're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. God's going to move on my job. God's going to move in my marriage. God's going to touch my family. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Because I...
1: Believe. desire to
0: see God. Listen, yes. this is the type of person that I am. When I see God doing it for you, it blesses me. Yes. Yes. Because when I see the evidence of God doing it for you, yes. it gives me hope that yes. He can do it for me. Yes. And when I feel weary, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. When I feel like I'm weary, I see God come alongside and he touches somebody else and he speaks life to their promise, then it lets me know he's got it. And if he's got it, he's got me. And if he's got me, he's got Judah Tabernacle. And if he's got Judah Tabernacle, he's got the whole world in his hands. I love what the Holy Ghost said. He said, I know this world is full with gross darkness. He said, and it has to be, but he said, I am still God. I'm still in control. Sister Mary Jo talked this morning, and she talked about how God is still in control of all of the events that are happening and getting ready to happen. You can rest assured that you're in good hands today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do you love the Lord today? I love the Lord. I'm thankful for his word. Amen. I'm going to ask them to come to the music if they can, if you stand to your feet. I'm not going to keep you long today. But I'm thankful for the presence of God. I feel such a sovereign power of the Lord here today. I feel a spirit moving today. First and foremost, as they begin to, and then pick a selection today. First and foremost, if you're in this place and you're not saved, you're in the right place. I'm asking the Lord to touch you today. If you're not saved and you need to get your life right with the Lord, this altar is open for you. You're the main reason why we're here. Second, if you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this altar is open for you. But if you say today, Brother Matt, this might be a different altar call. This is what I feel like in the Lord to do. If you say, Brother Matt, there are some promises that I need to speak life back into. There are some things I need God to touch and to speak life back into. I know God's able and I know God can. If that's you, I just want you to come forward. I want you to raise your hands. There's power in numbers. And there's power in unity. What we're going to do is we're going to just have you pronounce over your own life today. Whatever you need the Lord to do. If you say, I need God to move in my life. I need God to touch me. There's some promises. I believe in the moving of the Holy Ghost. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the word of knowledge. I believe in all of that. But today I believe that God's wanting to quit you to speak life into your own promise today. Amen? So that's what I'm asking today. If you say, I want God to speak life into my promise today. I want God to touch me today. I just want you to raise your hands. We're going to pray together. We're going to ask God, Father, I thank you today for your presence. I thank you today for your spirit. I thank you, God, for your word today. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, that you would equip each and every one of us to speak life. quickly come to pass. the enemy to marry and we have forgotten because of discouragement, because of what we've been through. I pray, God, that you would breathe, breathe life back into it in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for the people of Judah Tabernacle. God, that you would breathe life back into their promise. God, that you would touch them. God, that when they leave this place today, God, that they feel the resurrection power of the Spirit of the Lord that's moving and working in this place. I thank you, God, right now. Thank you right now. I feel life in this place. I feel resurrection power. I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, just praise me for it. Just take time to come on, whatever it is, just praise me for it right now. Seal it and say, God, I praise you. I give you... I give you glory for it right now. I believe, I believe that testimonies are coming in to Judah Tabernacle. I believe it. I believe it. I receive it. Hallelujah. The testimonies are coming back